Welcome to Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. Happy February, friends. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. I yeah. used to, so I don't, I don't go ever since COVID. I don't go to the store. I feel like near as much. I know it's been like a year, but I don't, I feel like I had at least a weekly trip to Walmart. And that's kind of how you knew where it was in the year from like Thanksgiving through St. Patrick's Day. You just the always knew when everything yeah. was happening. I speaking of, I, I downloaded, oh, welcome to Simpler. Hey, everybody. I'm hey, just everybody. jumping straight into the, straight <laughs> into my conversation. What I've got to say about life. I, uh, I downloaded TikTok recently and every other time I downloaded it, to use for like youth stuff. I would use the filters for youth videos when we were doing just online stuff. Uh, but I downloaded this time and it actually is good content. It's not just a bunch of boys or girls just dancing at me. It is actually like a lot of it's pretty funny. And what's funny is a lot of it was like, hey, you want to make a few extra bucks? And it was like little business things. And one of the big things is Valentine's Day candy. Nice. If you go buy it at Walmart like super cheap and then sell it through Amazon and ship to the Amazon warehouses, you can make like $10 what? a bag. Yeah, it's crazy. So those bags that are like three or $4 of kisses sell for like $13 on Amazon. How? I know, right? So I think it's because the demand is so high and all of their warehouses are sold out because huh. the stores have it. They want to resupply the warehouses. Yeah. So apparently you can just, all you have to do is buy them. Well, I, I bet there's more to it. But <laughs> what they told me on TikTok <laughs> was you, <laughs> you buy it, you TikTok. print you print out your tags, you put on your Amazon warehouse tags, you ship it to them, and then like you have a little bit of back and forth of an agreement, and then you get your money once they sell. Sale. Once they're their candy what? sale. <laughs> so anyway, hi, I'm Pierce. You're Ryan. I am Ryan. You're Micah. Hey. <laughs> We're here. We're coming at you. The TikTok. That's right. You guys doing all right? Yeah, man, doing really good. Good. I mean, I'm excited uh, that we're in February because I completely wasted January. And yeah. so February is a chance for me to start all over. And we'll see how that goes on <laughs> March, the first episode of March. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully uh, it w I won't be as pathetic as I uh, was so far. There year. we go. So everybody listening, be sure to uh, go to RT Douglish Fine Art on all social medias and berate Ryan. For so that a lazy uh, artist. There you go. <laughs> it, it's berate. I like parade better because it's kind of like gonna, a parade. Gonna, I'm going to fledge that out for is you. That the, <laughs> is it the hat of the parade? Parade. Oh, uh, I, I, I just got back from snowboarding. Yeah, I was going to ask amazing. how they went. It was great, man. Our family went with my brother's family and uh, some of our other friends. And my brother's really good at snowboarding, and I am a pretty intermediate <laughs> snowboarder. So he pushed me a lot. So <laughs> got to watch him do some cool stuff. I did get some really killer video of him doing the sick jump and then crashing. It was <laughs> nice. amazing. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. Why haven't no, we I'll, seen that? I'll post it because I was still too tired from snowboarding to do that's right. on social media. <laughs> Maybe that's my excuse all the time. There you go. You're tired from from snowboarding? stuff on social media. I'm just too I'm tired, just, man. I snowboarded it's last too year. It's too much work. <laughs> 15 years ago, I did that thing. I'm still, that's right. I'm still tired. So uh, real quick, let's just do a little sidestep into the PCC. This is Pierce's Culture Corner for everybody who may not be new to that. Uh, we're not talking about drugs here. We're talking about PCC, if you misheard. <laughs> right. uh, real quick, just want to talk about, and I, I addressed it a little bit beforehand with you guys. I don't know near as much as you guys do about this, but I think culturally speaking, it's one of the funniest things. And one of the biggest things, I mean, obviously to happen this year, which I shouldn't say it that way, because a like lot has weeks. happened this year. Yes. <laughs> Three weeks. And a lot has already weeks. happened. Yeah. So I shouldn't say that, but... <laughs> GameStop, dude, like right. the last week of January, 
all that was going down. Um, so from my understanding, which I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but hedge fund accounts were dropping GameStop, right? And then people on Reddit were saying, not on our watch. Not not really. Okay, so you yeah. correct me on this. Give me a little like 30 seconds. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, yeah. So 30 seconds. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, count this. Make go. it happen. Well, I need a minute. But the, the hedge fund oh managers gosh. wanted to sh <laughs> short sell GameStop. They're expecting GameStop as a stock to fail. Mm -hmm. So imagine if you would, I bought a cow from you or I borrowed a cow from you. Yes. You with me? Borrowed a cow from you. Totally. Went and sold it for a thousand bucks. But I owe you your cow back. Mm. In a month. In a month. Okay. So then what I do is I got that thousand bucks. I wait for the price of cows to go down to 500. Oh. I buy the cow back, give you the cow back, but I'm $500 richer. Mm. Here's the problem. If I buy, if I steal the cow, from, borrow the cow from you, I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> if I borrow the cow from you, sell it for a thousand bucks, but mm -hmm. the price goes up to 1500 bucks, I'm on the hook for that. Yeah. And I still have to buy it and give it back. Okay. So all these hedge funds wanted to short, wanted to borrow against GameStop, expecting mm -hmm. it to go down. The Reddit user said, let's drive the price up. And that forces the short sellers to buy it back as a higher price, wow. which forces the price even higher. Yes. How far do you do? 50 seconds. Dude. Okay. Right, between bad, 30 bad. seconds Preston. and a yeah, minute. Yeah. So, I was going to cut you off. <laughs> so my biggest commentary on all this is we've been doing, you got me into the stock game, Ryan, in 2013. 14. Uh, 2014. <laughs> and uh, April. Hey, this is my corner. If you could just <laughs> calm down for a second. <laughs> uh, you guys were really smart about Facebook at the time as well. I just bought Apple and have hated myself. Which not, not that, a bad Apple, investment. Apple's done brilliantly. Yeah. But man, if I just had some I extra money to, so buy, to buy some Facebook. I just wish I had more. How much did y'all buy it for in 2014? $58 a share. And I what, is that 300 a share now? Uh, yeah, it's about 280 Okay, sure. yeah. gotcha. I had to sell off some of my Facebook this last year, though, because I had to put a roof on my rent house, so that was a little <laughs> sad. Facebook paid for your roof. It did, yeah. yeah. So it's positive, and, yeah. positive growth. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Facebook. I just wish I could Help make people buy roofs. But. <laughs> <laughs> Since but, 2021. So you you read a lot of the articles, Ryan. You, you're kind of, you watching, uh, what do you watch every morning on MSNBC? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that. No, yeah. CNBC. <laughs> there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So Squawk on the Street, Squawk Box. You know, yeah, I like yeah. to... I watch those for a couple of hours every morning at the studio. Oh, so you know a lot of things, and then you text it all to us, and then we don't respond. You don't and respond. That at all. is how the day goes. <laughs> but all that to say, what I think is so funny. I'll start texting Steven some of these tips. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He'll just like it. Just like, oh, nice. <laughs> Thumbs up. Way to go. Thumbs up. Way to go, man. Uh, what I love about this is that potentially part of that conversation is going to be down the line, years to come. Well, what are the people on Reddit doing? Right. <laughs> because it caused such a stir that these Redditors, like, how much did it grow? It was below 100, right? Or was it? Oh, it, it was something like 20 bucks. Oh, okay. And now, last I checked was 320 something. I don't uh, know where it, went it, up, it went over like 450 at one point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So, so yeah, with, within a week, yeah, it jumped up and down. And it was so funny. With, means, within a day. Yeah. So within one day, it was jumping 70 bucks, dropping 70 bucks, jumping 100 bucks, dropping 50 yeah, bucks. So people, the, the, there was a point at which I think on Wednesday, the average hold time of GameStop was one, less than a minute. Wow. People were flipping it that quickly and yeah. making that much money. Yeah, so these hedge funds reported in 48 hours, like $2 billion worth of losses. That's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's so and crazy. And then the whole rest of the market went down. Yeah. Because everybody had to sell their other stocks to go buy GameStop <laughs> at a bigger price because they were in trouble because yeah. they had shorted it. It's wow, crazy. It's, it's all, it was, and it's so nuts how like it can show how a week can change anything. Yeah. And one group of people's motives can shift it around. One of my favorite memes was it was a whole bunch of like businessmen just crying. And there was a person <laughs> at the front of them like talking to him. And he was like, oh, what's the matter? Did the wrong people mess with the stock market? <laughs> I love it. And I was like, so yeah, so legitimately 
culture commentary. You're you're hearing it first. Yeah, you, you didn't really hear it here first, but and you're hearing you it hear from the, me right now. They're changing the name of the app from Robin Hood to the Sheriff mm. of Nottingham Forest. Dude, I heard a little bit about what happened to Robin Hood. It was oh, ridiculous. Yeah, they're in trouble because they were they were stopping people from buying it, right? Yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's probably going to be a, some legal repercussions it's, for them from yeah. the SEC. Okay, that's we can talk about this after. We don't have to keep this going on. With yeah, this that. is not our uh, money podcast. It's not. Yeah, exactly. I should have brought that. This should have happened last. <laughs> Why month. didn't this happen before our last one? <laughs> but there's more questions I have about Robin Hood, all that fun stuff. But yeah, so if you take anything away. If you're investing, you have another part of Reddit. the world you have to look at, and that is Reddit. <laughs> Go through the top page, find the funny memes, and then find right. what they're really talking about. For, forget if the company's good. <laughs> forget if the company has any any balances, you know, or any money or any debts. Or whatever. Just see if Reddit likes it. <laughs> exactly. And back, okay, cool. Now I can put some money into this. Don't really do that. <laughs> there were like three classes in college that now are meaningless that I took in business school. That's right. Yeah, because of Reddit. Is yeah. Now. yeah, so dumb. <laughs> Okay, so let's see here. Give me a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull us around. Uh, <laughs> so when you're investing, there's generally a set of rules you've got to follow, just a list of guidelines you kind of have to go by that you got to figure things out. That uh, yeah, and within that list, you've got to add on Reddit now. <laughs> and within that, you know, sometimes in the Christian life, <laughs> wow. I don't know what I'm going that's with a, this. That's a stretch. Okay, cool. Stop me from stretching. I already hurt my wrist. So you you go ahead and uh, you take hurt your wrist. You take us home. No. I was working out. <laughs> I had a buddy that tell me time. the wrong form on a on like some on some forearm workouts. Mark Catcher told yep, you the wrong form. Yep. Wow, Mark. So uh, I haven't told him that yet, but hopefully he's listening and this will be the first Mark, time he hears it. Mark, why do you it. suck at instructional <laughs> exercises so badly? Wow. So yeah. Now so. our friend Pierce can't even like type stuff in on his iPad. I know. Look how crippled I am. <laughs> it's stuck in this position. It's the claw. The monkey's paw. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's a great short story. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, Pierce, thanks for that segue. That was beautiful. And it was very clear. It was extremely clear. <laughs> just to help those people out, or even just us here, why don't you clear it up a little yeah, bit yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, sure. So that everybody is on the same page. Exactly. Right. We yeah. all know we what we're really talking about. It, but... but what we want to talk about uh, today is what is taboo for a Christian? What's What breaks the rules? What's outside of the lines? What's too far gone? And, and really what we want to do is, as we tried to do in every podcast, is bring it to the simpler truth of the gospel. How do we work inside the gospel? And is the gospel really our aim um, or is it something else? And so, But, but Ryan, isn't, yeah. isn't the most important thing for a Christian to do is follow the list of do's and don'ts? Well, actually, if you grew up in the church that I grew up in, <laughs> they would say absolutely uh, the do's and don'ts are what makes you a good Christian, but obviously, and we've talked about this a lot in the podcast in the past, that the the right and wrong of things really has to have at its core. Micah, you said this uh, in the last podcast. I know Pierce shared a clip of it, but like it, it really has to come down to the core of the gospel. It has to come down to making much of Jesus, and that's with our money, and that's in our marriages, and that's in our child raising, and that's like the the problem with the list. Uh, is that, and we've we've been doing this now for eight months, uh, nine months, and and the problem with the list is if you look back over every single podcast we've done, fifteen or sixteen, something like that, then if we made a list about parenting, made a list about money, made a list about marriage, made a list about faith, all these kinds of things, there'd be the list would be so long, it'd yeah. be impossible. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of Christians do try to do that, like 
I, I, I grew up incredibly judgmental of people. Like I, I would look at somebody who wasn't doing the list the way I was doing it. And in my mind, they were wrong and they were taboo and it was shameful and it was embarrassing and can't believe you'd do that. I was quick to shame them. And, and I think that what we have to recognize, at least what the three of us have come to recognize over the last five or six years is that the measure of everything we do has to be the gospel. Mm. And if it's, if it's something other than that, now, what, let's get to it quickly because I know that somebody's going to be thinking about it, but people are going to be thinking of Romans 14. People are going to be thinking of 1 Corinthians uh, 8, 9, and 10, and they're going to say, yeah, but what, what if it offends the weaker brother? And, and I just want to air this out really, really quickly that when Romans 14 and 1 Corinthians talk about the weaker brother, they're talking about people, especially in Corinthians, they're talking about people who have just come to faith in Jesus who have just come to faith in Jesus away from paganism. Mm -hmm. And the the issue in 1 Corinthians is eating meat sacrificed to idols, which mm -hmm. Paul says is no big deal. Yeah, But he says, if it causes the weaker brother to stumble, then don't do it. It's not that the weaker brother goes, oh, I don't like you eating meat sacrificed to idols. That's not the problem here. The problem here for the weaker brother is that it confuses. They just left paganism yesterday. They're a Christian today, mm -hmm. and they see you eating meat sacrificed to an idol, which yesterday for them meant something. Mm -hmm. And now they're going, oh, so we worship Jesus and the other God? So it's confusing the gospel. I would argue that most of you who would say, um, you know, you shouldn't cause your brother to stumble. Most of us have used that to say, I don't like what you're doing, so yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's not what's being said by Paul in either Romans or 1 Corinthians. What he's saying is, if the thing you're doing— causes someone to believe something false about Jesus, then you don't do it. Mm -hmm. And that has to be the thing that's at, at stake. So let's just, I'll go first, but I grew up in a church where you couldn't touch playing cards. Uh, I think I've mentioned that on this podcast before. We're like, women had to wear skirts. Uh, we, we guys always had to- how long they were? Because I mean, that's a pretty generic <laughs> thing. Like, that's very true. No, <laughs> long skirts, long skirts. Yeah. But uh, guys were like, slacks, you know, yeah. um, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday nights, whatever. Like we, you dressed nice. You couldn't dance. If you danced, you were going to end up getting somebody pregnant. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, is that how that happens? I've always wondered. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't go to movies. And we, Micah, you talk a lot about consistency and, and I didn't have you as a friend back then. Um, but I, I couldn't have been That's such a funny way to say that. Yeah. We're enemies back then. Uh, he was, he was like two. He was like one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the way he said it. But, uh, but we, weren't, we weren't friends then, Micah. <laughs> but I remember being like eight years old, and our church had a movie night where they watched like Herbie, like one of the Herbie movies. Oh, we just watched that on Disney Plus with my boys a few nice. years ago. Yeah. So, it was so, way worse than I remember it when I was a kid. But here's what's funny, right? Like our church says, don't go see a movie. The movies are bad. But then they host a movie night at the church. So this is, so what the church is essentially saying is movie theaters are taboo. Dancing is taboo unless we sanction it. Mm. What we sanction, and the church has done this, not just about things about movies, but forgiveness and grace. The church mm. has, has done this forever saying what we sanction is okay. Anything we don't sanction is not okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. The church, this idea. I mean, there's so many examples. I think if we're, I mean, if we're going to go to like modern day things, let me just jump into something that would be maybe at the top of the list for a lot of people today is taboo. I am in a culture um, with disc golf where there is, I mean, it's, it was started as a hippie sport. And so there has been a culture of lots of marijuana mm -hmm. <laughs> for a long time in disc golf. And so um, I was teaching a, like a Bible study, a high school Bible study 
um, a few years ago, and I asked the question to these high school, se- high school seniors in this Bible study whether they thought marijuana was right or wrong. Mm. And they all said it was wrong. And I just asked why. And it was funny. It was like totally a trap. And I did yeah. it. But <laughs> they said the first answer, and I knew this was probably going to be the case. They said, because it's illegal. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, do you have a problem with speeding? Like while you're driving. And they were like, well, no. I was like, but it's illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so this is where the, the consistency issue right. we're talking about we get into is like, um, now we have a country in the United States where marijuana is legal you know, under you can you can have so much of it in Colorado and some other states. You're able to smoke a certain amount of it. So the legality now in not all the states can't be the issue because mm-hmm. now it's legal in some states. So like, how do we approach that as a believer? Like, right. how if if I was a if I was a pastor in Colorado, like if we're just talking about legality, is it different than me smoking a cigar like Spurgeon mm-hmm. did? Right. You know, like it, so. To your point, Ryan, because the typically the church has had a viewpoint on something like marijuana for so long that carries over. Now, I'm not by any means condoning marijuana smoking. I'm just saying, like, you know, our mentality on those things has not been based on a gospel centered mindset. Sure. Typically, it's been based on like a, a list to mm-hmm. your really poorly done like transition of shouldn't we yeah. obey a list of do's and don'ts well i'll give you i'll give you an example um you know I, I grew up uh hearing a lot about billy graham i mean like he was he wasn't as popular like in my childhood as he had been in the mm-hmm. in the 70s you know or whatever but like he was st- like when, whenever you ask somebody give me an example of a godly guy everybody in the 80s was saying billy graham still mm-hmm. And one of the things that Billy Graham did is that he never went anywhere uh, alone with a woman. He wouldn't have Mm -hmm. dinner alone with a woman, wouldn't travel alone with a woman. And so all growing up, I always kind of had that held up for me as a standard. You don't, you're Mm -hmm. never alone with a woman that's not your wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for whatever reason, that didn't seem to apply to you when you were in college and dating, only if you were married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you were in college and dating, you're okay. In fact, our our, our pastor gave the rule that you just can't be with him after midnight. Uh-huh. Like literally that was the rule. So like it was like <laughs> after midnight, you were going to turn into a horn dog. And then like, but before midnight, you're okay. A horn dog? <laughs> horn dog. <laughs> yeah, I did have a corn dog for supper earlier. But, uh, but what's interesting, right, is um, – I remember a couple of years ago, I was driving to a wedding, Micah, that you were performing. It was out of town. And and I was going to go and Michelle couldn't go. At first, Michelle wasn't going to be able to go. There was something with her family. And so she wasn't going to be able to go. Michelle's my wife. And there was a woman in our, in our church who was like, can I ride with you? And, and here I am, I'm, I'm like 42, 43. I'm an adult. I'm very, you know, mature and, you know, like whatever. I'm, I'm not a kid. I'm not stupid or whatever. I'm so like, a friend of mine's wife says, hey, can I ride with you to the wedding? And I was like, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> because we can't be alone together in the car for two and a half hours. And then our friend, Jen Otero, who I love, who always calls me on anything, whether I, whether I need it or not, like Jen just calls me to the carpet. So I, I said something like that. She calls me and she goes, are you being stupid? And I was like, what? She goes, give Hannah a ride. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but you know, you're not, and she was like, yeah. What are you, you're not going to do anything. She's not going to do anything. 
Like, quit being dumb. She's a sister in Christ. Aren't you supposed to serve your sister in Christ? <laughs> she can't have a right. Like, and, and it kind of rattled me a little bit. And I was like, man, like, why is this my rule? You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and so, yeah, we make all these rules now. I mean, there's wisdom, exercise wisdom. That's, I think that's the next step. I think that yeah. what we've negated for so long is there has to be wisdom that's implemented into these situations. I mean, basically what you're saying that maybe you haven't said, maybe you said this clearly and I just missed it is that the Bible does not lay out that list. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go to, as a side note, if you're going to go to the mosaic law as the list, <laughs> you're going to have a really, really hard time being consistent. Yeah. Yes. Um, I had, I had that same high school Bible study. I was talking about a second ago. I had a mom in the room say, will you explain to my daughter, the part of the Bible where it says you can't get tattoos. <laughs> the and, one verse yeah, in Leviticus I was like, 19. well, do you have a problem with your daughter eating shrimp? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because Paul talks about that. If, if yep. you're going to obey a piece of the law, you got to obey the whole thing. So um, it, it can't even be like, well, here's what the Ten Commandments say, because that's still part of the Mosaic law. Now, what right. we can do is we can glean from those things and say, right. here's some application we can take from that. But if you're going to say the list of do's and don'ts is the law, excuse me, then you're going to have a really hard time being consistent. So really this heart of a gospel centered mindset and implementing mm-hmm. wisdom within that has to be the direction we go. Yeah. Well, one of the, I'm going to, I'm going to quote star Wars because please uh, yeah. in this conversation. I was hoping you would. Yeah, I know you were. And that's why I read your mind. Uh, so empire strikes back best star Wars movie, in my opinion, um, Luke is training with Yoda. And there's this point where, where Luke hits this wall, just kind of mentally where he is. And Yoda takes this time to say, You've got to unlearn everything you've learned and then kind of b- begin fresh to start anew. I think one of the biggest traps that in this in this conversation of what happens is most of the time in our lives, our biggest uh, Christian teachers or leaders, especially in our culture here in the South, is your parents. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is whatever your parents' list was, whatever your parents' mm-hmm. preferences are, that's what you follow. That That is biblical. That is of the same uh, stature as what God said. And so then what happens is you begin to be more serious at church, go to more Bible studies, begin to read the Bible for your own. But it's all through this lens of these preferences that you've had mm-hmm. your entire sure. life. And so what you're doing in that moment is is really kind of you, you'd referenced all these previous episodes that we've done. This also feeds into all of these other mindsets towards uh, maybe towards towards faith, grace versus law, uh, right. towards marriage, towards unity, towards any of these things. All these people still have these lenses, and what they have to do when they approach Jesus is allow Jesus to be the proclaimer of truth, right. not Jesus to be the proclaimer of truth with a little asterisk. As yeah. long as I'm seeing it through the lens of my family, and it could be your family, it could be uh, it could be a boyfriend girlfriend, it could be a best friend, it could be a just a crappy pastor you've had, right. yeah, um, that is hindering your view of Jesus and giving you a foggy lens. Um, and you have to, in the midst of that, allow Jesus to destroy all of these preconceived notions so right. that when you approach him, you're, com- you're understanding grace to its full extent. You're understanding yep. love to its full extent. You're understanding what a Christian life is to its full extent. And then that's where wisdom bleeds into that because you're allowing yourself or you're allowing Jesus to, to speak his wisdom into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're saying, okay, cool. I'm, I'm not defining my actions anymore by the household I grew up in, the culture I grew up in, mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'm allowing my actions to be defined by who Jesus yep. is. And I think a uh, lot of times we spend too much time thinking about the individual. Like, me. Absolutely. Like, how does this affect me? These texts, like the text in Corinthians is about the other person. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if if my mindset is like, how can I be an encouragement to the people around me? Mm-hmm. That'll probably keep me from thinking, well, what should I shouldn't and shouldn't I do for my sake? Because mm-hmm. I think a selfishness, I'll give you an example. Pierce, you're a pipe smoker. Mm-hmm. You wow. are 
a uh, connoisseur of, of sorts of, there we go. of nice. pipe smoking. And there's a lot of times <laughs> Pierce has played bass for me for a long time. When we travel and we do camps, youth camps, mm-hmm. you don't smoke your pipe at youth camps. No. Not because it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some of these camps have rules like you can't have yeah. tobacco. So if that wasn't the case, so not because it's wrong, but because you're not trying to influence these kids exactly. from that perspective. That's just a wisdom thing. It's not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about them rather Absolutely. than just your selfish perspective of I want to smoke a pipe right now. Absolutely. And what's funny too is that even on that same perspective, uh, I think it was a DNL we did one time and the last day you, you were like, hey, are you cool getting back home late and we're going to do a round of disc golf. And there was one guy that wasn't playing and he came to pull me aside and he said, Hey man, I hear you smoke some pipes. Do you want to smoke and chill, <laughs> chill while they're playing some disc golf? And yeah, I was I like, just do it. And then we talked for like an hour just about the Bible, yeah, talk yeah. about life. And so, like, yeah, these two scenarios where in in one wisdom was uh was not smoking in front of the children, not not trying to influence them anyway. And then there's wise in the other round to say, Oh, yeah, well, you also do this. Like, let's let's hang chill, out let's and, hang yeah. out, let's do this yeah. thing. Like this in itself is not wrong. Yeah. And so let's talk about the Lord. Let's rejoice with one another. Let's talk about how because he was a leader for one of the small groups. And so let's talk about how your group went, man. Let's talk about what's happening back at the four fifty six yeah. at home. So so yeah, it was it was great to be able to practice both things within twenty four hours for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you know, saying that you have to, Micah, think about the other person brings up an interesting point. I know you and I have both mentioned it. Pierce, you may have experienced this before too, but Micah, you and I have both been in situations where we'll be around people and then they'll cuss in front of us and they'll be like, oh, sorry, because <laughs> they know that we're preachers, right? Yeah. And what that tells you right away is that in their mind, there is a list of things that is taboo for Christians. Culture, yeah. And so what, we, what we've done inadvertently, I think, is we have made stipulations for people about their performance you need to have this kind of performance to be acceptable around me. Mm-hmm. And that's counter gospel. That's yeah. contrary to the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And so when when we have a whole list of do's and do nots, when we have a whole list of things that are taboo, inadvertently what we're doing is we're saying to the lost, you can't look like any of this and have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And, and so like uh, language is cultural. Language changes not only from country to country, continent to continent, but from time period to time period. Mm-hmm. And there is a language. It, it, it's why it's why every grandparent thinks of their grandchild, man, they use language that I would have never used. Yeah. I would have mm-hmm. been taken out to the woodshed for that or whatever. Yeah. But every grandparent's going to think that about their kid. I, I theorize that that mm-hmm. will always be the case because language Unless is the continuing. the one who's teaching the, the kids. kids yeah <laughs> yeah bad language and and so when when we when we make a list for ourselves of things that are taboo and and by default therefore things that are righteous yeah then really what mm. we've done is we've become people that believe that we're in control of our righteousness yes. and not only that we are conveying to the lost that here's the right things to do and here's the wrong things to do and you are measured by the right and wrong. And we're not measured by the right and wrong. We're measured by Christ. Faith in Jesus. Yeah, and and until we live by that standard, it's going to be really hard for us to convince the world that that's the standard. Well, and maybe to that point, maybe the problem for us for a long time as a Christian culture has been that we've expected people who haven't put faith in Jesus, who don't have the Spirit now guiding them, leading them, Galatians 5, walk by the Spirit, who don't have that opportunity, we expect them to live by our standards. Yeah. And so it creates this perspective that there's a boundary, a moral boundary between us and them that if they, I mean, disc golf all the time, when people find out I'm a pastor, they're like, oh man, like you're saying, yeah. I'm so sorry I said that. Um, I, like, I quickly <laughs> tell them, like just to mess with them, like, well, there's a story of Balaam's ass in the King James Version. So <laughs> yeah. Just to like, I'll do that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and I think there's an essence where, 
it's important for us as Christians with the gospel in mind to interact with the world without any expectations that they're going to be living to our standards. Right. Um, I, I opinion, I think a lot of the things that we still have in our Christian culture in the United States that we would call like taboo things are things that are left over from the prohibition era. Sure. And that, and even from the Puritan era Yeah. yeah. coming back. So I think that, um, I think there's a lot of things that still hang around. Honestly, I think the alcohol perspective that we have in the U.S. is from that era. Sure, um, I, sense, I think yeah. I, I've heard, I literally mm. heard a preacher one time at a youth camp say that Jesus didn't turn the water into wine; he turned the water into purified water. And I <laughs> felt like getting up and cussing him out because that's ridiculous. that is the antithesis of the story. You whatever. And that's how I felt. Well, and you're completely denying the text. I know. <laughs> so I know. Fun. I guess imagine the guy being like. We've been drinking this really cruddy wine. You've had really good water back yeah. there this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to make a point, let me give me one minute. Yeah. To make the point right. about the wine, let's see this super cool story. My dad's in Israel, calls me from Israel. Um, he's in Cana where Jesus did the miracle. And he said, I just saw this. I've never noticed this before. I just found out that Cana is a region that's known for its wine, kind of like mm. Napa Valley in California. Um, and a lot of these people in Cana culturally worships Bacchus, the god of wine. And so uh, there were, he had just gone into some houses and they had mosaic tile depictions of the Greek God Bacchus. And so they're worshiping the God of wine. Jesus goes to this wedding, his first miracle, right? Takes this, this water and turns it into wine. And the people say, these wine connoisseurs say, this is like the best wine we've ever had. Jesus isn't a make, Jesus isn't making a statement on alcohol. What he says is, I make better wine than your God. Yeah. He's not God. I am. <laughs> so Jesus in that moment is gospel centered in his yeah. perspective of alcohol. It wasn't alcohol. It was, yeah. I'm God. And so that has to be our perspective. If I mean, think about it. If we're, here's what I feel like sometimes we do as Christians is we say we would rather people not drink alcohol than go to heaven. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's outrageous that's and really stupid. Ridiculous. And if our yeah. list of do's and don'ts hinders the gospel, then stop. Well, I, I mean, I, I was taught all growing up Christians don't see rated R movies. And I was taught that until what? Until the Passion of the Christ came out, Mm -hmm. which was a rated R movie. Yeah. And then your youth pastor and your pastor and your college minister and everybody were insisting you go see it. Mm -hmm. Like, but I do remember that they, they would, they would make you, I was not in youth anymore, but I remember youth groups would hand out permission slips to the kids to take home to their parents to sign it because you're going to see it. But like Mm -hmm. it was, here was the thing. Don't see a rated R movie. That was the rule. Mm-hmm. It's taboo to see a rated R movie. But now it's not taboo to see a rated R movie if it's Jesus. So the issue isn't the rated R movie. Right. Exactly. The issue is it has to like, what's, what's Christ about? Like it has to be about Jesus and it has to be about wisdom. And so like, I mean, people want to make a big deal about what you eat, what you drink, what you wear. If you have tattoos, if you don't have tattoos, um, you know, like, I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's, the, the point is the things that we put in the forefront as our list of do's and don'ts, what we're saying is um, for the most part, probably are almost always not biblical concepts that have right. anything mm-hmm. to do with who we are before Christ. And if we switched our perspective, listen, if you're someone who's like, I do not like alcohol. Great. That's fine. Don't drink alcohol. But if you put that perspective on everybody else, we're just telling you there's no biblical case for that. There's no biblical mandate. We're happy. Yeah. Actually, if, if you're like, ah, oh, yeah, there is. We're happy to field those questions. Yeah, like yes. we could do we could do that question and answer. I'm, I'm just telling you, like it's I'm telling you right now. If you want to save some time, it's not in there. You can you can yeah. send it to us. I'm just telling you, it's not in there. So shift your perspective is what we're saying to a perspective of how can I honor Jesus? How can I be a proclaimer of the gospel and all these things I do? Well, and let's make the point too that the Pharisees in the scripture 
who decidedly were not believers. Mm -hmm. So if you're a believer, I am not comparing you to a Pharisee. But I want to point out something about them is that in their culture, they were considered righteous. Mm -hmm. And then they would tell the people, here's what it looks like to be righteous. And they set up rules that they were doing and that the other people couldn't do, couldn't accomplish. So that by default, the Pharisees would look more righteous and the world would look more wicked and it would build this gap between them. And in a different sense, because again, for all for all of you who have ever heard your preacher say some of you Christians are Pharisees, that's terrible preaching because the Christian or the, the Pharisees were never believers. And so, mm-hmm. so there's no such thing as a Christian Pharisee. We can talk about that too. Send your questions to Micah. But uh <laughs> but uh But for us to say, a lot of times the reason we like rules is because it makes us feel superior Mm -hmm. or at least feel good about ourselves. And it it makes us feel like I'm not as bad as that person. Well, to cut you off for a second, I I want you to pick right back up. You had mentioned something this morning about kind of right at the beginning of this podcast as well feeling like January was a waste. Oh, totally. And so even the flip, flip the, script of the, the script of that to make their Christian life not feel like a waste. Oh no, yep. here's my checklist. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I feel like growing up, it was definitely the pompous people. But now, now getting older, I don't know if just the culture's changed or just that I have a lot of people that are like in my life that are like, I've wasted everything. <laughs> but I feel like there's more people that be like, oh, no, 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 I didn't waste it. Look at this list right. that I did today. And I think there's there's more people like that. that Their eat. resume. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, no, no, I feel like I wasted it, but I didn't really yeah. waste it. Yeah. And it's still, it's still not the basis of Christ. So whether it's pride or... Maybe whether it's pompous pride or depressed pride, right? Yeah, it's still not Jesus. Yeah, can we can we turn it real quick from like not necessarily? I mean, we I know we're talking about taboo stuff, but I think you could shift maybe to like a positive thing and show the fallacy in this thinking as well. So, like, I grew up in this culture where I was always taught you need to get up and have a uh, like a quiet time every morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know mm-hmm. it need to be like you know at least a certain amount of time. I heard sermons where people would make a case like, well, if you're if you're not spending, you know if you're not spending this much time in the word, then you're not giving God enough time of your day. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, I've heard uh, people say tithe. Yeah. yeah. Two, two hours idea. and yeah. 25 minutes. So I, and so I grew up with that, you know, I had a heart at a young age, um, by the grace of God to, to serve Jesus. And so I would try to do that as much as I could, but then there were times when like, I'd miss a quiet time and I would feel so much guilt mm-hmm. and so much weight as if I felt like God hated me and didn't like me that day. And yeah. I felt like it's funny because I convinced myself those were the days I would like dive into sin. Mm. Um, and so same idea. If if the list is what in my mind causes me to think that I am okay in the sight of God, yeah. even if it's not this taboo thing like alcohol or weed or anything like that, cussing, it's still a fallacy mm-hmm. exactly. in how we think. It's I mean, what God's not after is the I mean, Joel too. Give me your hearts, rim me your hearts and not just your garments. Mm-hmm. You know, Isaiah one, uh, away from me with the noise of your songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, those thoughts, I mean, God's always been about the heart. Yes. It's always been about the heart. So 30 minutes a day, like if it's 30 minutes out of obligation versus 30 minutes of like, God, I just want to know you today. <laughs> then, you know, if 30 minutes out of obligation is a waste of your time. Yeah. The, uh, what's funny too, I know we've said this countless times, I mean, it's the title of the episode or the title of the show. It's it's so much simpler to view Christianity that way. It, you 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 work to yourself to the bone. Um, you shed blood, sweat, and tears trying to fulfill whatever the list may be. Yeah. Um, instead of just depending on Christ, I know we talked about it a lot in the episode about over rest. Yeah. But instead of just depending on Christ, I actually was driving the other day, and uh, and I was 
yeah, I think it was, I was, I was driving around meeting. Yeah. So I was driving down by the college here in town and I had this, like my heart just sank for a second. And it was this weird thing in the back of my head that was like, you need to feel guilty right now. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I wonder what I need to feel guilty for. And I, I started thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, what should I feel guilty for? What should I feel guilty for? I should feel guilty. I feel what that every feel, day. What should I feel guilty for? <laughs> and it was so funny because I was like, I don't need to feel guilty for anything. And then there was a uh, Coke and not a doctor. I know, right? Uh, I had Pepsi at Chang's uh, that day, actually. <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, yeah, that's right. You need to feel guilty for something in the future. I was like putting that on <laughs> you from right, afar. Yeah. Uh, and then there was something, uh, Hannah and I were hanging out, uh, my wife, Hannah, and we, she got up to go to the bathroom or something. Um, and then it was like, again, it was like, you should feel guilty. But it was like, at that time, it wasn't just like general. I just was like within your marriage, like you should feel guilty. And I was like, what do I feel, what do I feel, feel, guilt, feel guilty for? But I think there was so much in my life that was strictly defined by this guilt. And yeah. the guilt was fueling my actions. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to be a better Bible study leader this week at ASU because, because you know, I looked at porn this week. Or I got I to gotta do this better with my next relationships because I because I didn't really respect her that well. I need to do yeah. this better with my friends because I haven't really been encouraging them that well. Or like I was allowing guilt to fuel my actions. Yeah. And it was, it was this weird moment this past week, which was really, really beautiful in the end because it was very much like, the praise be to Jesus that I don't have to feel guilty. Right. And it was, I don't know. I really don't know where that came up from. I think it's just an odd sense of temptation or something to just mm. dive me away or to pull me away from that. Um, but yeah, the, the, the simpler mindset being Christ has accomplished it. Um, in Christ, there is wisdom in Christ. There is grace. And, and within that as well, whenever we strip away ourselves and we are focusing through the lens of the gospel to, to represent the gospel well on this earth, to be a light to the lost, to be an encouragement to fellow believers, um, that may look different day in and day out. Yeah. And like, for instance, the whole pipe smoking thing. Um, and I think what happens is a lot of people, maybe some people get to a point in life where they're like, where they're, where they are, where I am, where it's just like, what do I have to feel guilty for? I'm leaning upon Christ. And then, and then what happens in five or six years is I kind of stray away from that. And then I make the rules, whatever my life was when it was quote unquote good. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know why it was so clear back then and why it was so, it felt so stable. It's because I was bent on Jesus. I was yeah. focusing on yeah, Jesus. It's a different and uh, exactly. So whether you're in Texas, whether you're in California, whether you're, we have some listeners in Germany, whether you're in Germany, like right. it's going to look different where you are culture wise. It's going to look different where you are time wise as well. Like even, um, even now, I talked about TikTok earlier. This so much of today's culture is governed by Gen Z, and that's that's far removed from us. We've got your Gen X, sure, mm -hmm. sure, okay, and then you're on the you're between. What do they call you? They call us Zennials. Zennials, and then I'm a millennial, and then there's Gen Z, and then your boys, and I think uh, Grayson included this in that as well. It's Gen Alpha is the next one. It's nice. kind of like that age range. Um, your older boys are on the tail end of Gen Z, so. It's it's all over the place, and there, it was funny because I went to we went to that conference last year, um, in right before COVID. I mm -hmm. forget where it was. We were in the Dallas area, yeah, Fort, Fort Worth. Worth. Um, and I went to the youth group room, and it was I was the youngest person in the room. And the very first line, the youth group uh, workshop, so I should say, not the youth group room, the youth group workshop. And the first line was, "You guys need to stop thinking you're preaching to millennials because you're not." And everybody was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and, like pulled out their notebook, write <laughs> it writing, yeah, uh, because there's this huge shift in culture because right. this generation is now defining social media, defining uh, certain content, defining certain things, running Reddit to the stock market. Right, so right. all that to say, they lost me a lot of money this week. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All that to say. Stop allowing your preferences, stop yeah. allowing the world, stop allowing all these things to define 
your rules or your list or anything and be free. Like right. embrace the freedom, the, the 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 simpler identity that we have in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And by his grace, he leads you to live that out. I think yeah. I think what, what scares most people, I think what scares most people is okay, now go live it out. No, 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 no. Now continue to walk with your brothers and sisters. Continue to walk with Christ and yeah. walk in that freedom. I think what people miss is it's not freedom to sin. Right. Yeah. It's actually, it's the opposite. It's freedom to live in the righteousness that exactly. you now have in Christ. Right. And what's funny is we think somehow that creating a list allows us to live righteous. And that is, if you read the book of Galatians, that's what Paul is addressing. He's yeah, saying, you think this list is going to make you righteous. And I'm telling you, the only way for you to really live righteous is to live in the freedom. Right. Instead of instead of living as people that are children of the slave woman, live as people right. of the free woman. Exactly. Well, like you mentioned porn a couple of minutes ago, Pierce, and I'm just hearkening back to it because I feel like we've talked about alcohol and we've talked about language and we've talked about tattoos. And I think most people are going to kind of be split down the middle, but I think most people are going to say about porn. Yeah, but we can all agree that that's wrong. Mm -hmm. So let's address it based off of Pierce, what you said and Micah, what you just said. If, if, the aim is to make something taboo. So in this case, porn, mm-hmm. we want people to know that porn is wrong. You can't look at it. You can't. Now we have to start defining what porn is. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to go, okay. Uh, you know, it's the uh, Fredericks of Hollywood catalog that your mom got, you know, or the Victoria's secret. That? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> For true. our older <laughs> listeners out there, you, you got it. <laughs> true story. Uh, you know, or, or, the, or the Victoria's secret, you know, catalog yeah, yeah. or whatever. Is this your list? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. I was a 15-year-old boy in a home where there wasn't porn, but there was a Victoria's Secret catalog, Yeah, you know? So you have to make all these lists that then say these things are taboo, these yeah. things are wrong. Yeah. And I know that you who are listening are going, yeah, that's a good thing. We need to make those lists so that our kids and our, some of you are going, man, I'm raising young kids. You know, I'm mm-hmm. raising boys. I, I got to make those lists. You don't have to make those lists. And here's why. Like Micah pointed out, like Pierce was saying, the law never saved anybody from anything. Mm -hmm. The rule never stopped anybody from anything. Mm -hmm. The law was powerless to do that, Romans 8 says, because of our weak flesh. So you can make all the laws you want, but we are incapable of adhering to them completely. Exactly. And and so what Pierce was saying, what Micah was saying, is that it has to be a dependence upon Christ. So if we would quit making things taboo and quit focusing on the don'ts and focus on the gospel in Christ, mm-hmm. yeah. then the result of that is as we draw nearer to Christ by by just the sheer nature of Jesus and his grace— it moves us away from those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need to make things taboo. What we need to do is make God desirable. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and we Christians are so quick to say this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. And, and we so seldom focus on the life and the freedom, Micah, that you mentioned and, and the grace, Pierce, that you mentioned that is in Jesus. Yeah. And if we would focus on who Christ is, listen, listen you, you're better— you. you you having a better marriage isn't about uh, you not taking your secretary to lunch. I mean, it might, it might, <laughs> it might be, but, it might be, <laughs> but not always. But but your your better marriage is about making Christ your priority. Absolutely, which means you probably won't be taking <laughs> your secretary. Probably to lunch. means you won't be taking. But but I mean, like we can't it's say backwards. It's not the yeah, rule that causes the. We, we can't yeah. we can't say you can't take your secretary to lunch and have a hard and fast rule for that because what, what if, if he's it's, your best friend? And he, you're both yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, it's your best friend or it's your niece or yeah. like it's it's your yeah. like your mom. Yeah, whatever you know. So like, <laughs> you don't. So see, this is where we say wisdom has to enter in. But 
Like it has to be about Jesus. Absolutely. It has to be about Jesus. We've got to quit. We, we've got to quit making the the road to Christ difficult. Mm-hmm. It it is not difficult to come to Jesus. It well, is not difficult to walk to, with Christ. To hit that again, I think that is the the moral boundary that we've created in culture, yes. where people yeah. think, "Well, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I can't actually." come to Jesus because of all this stuff I've done. We created that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. God yeah. did not create that perspective. Absolutely. The story of the Bible is a story of redemption. Yeah. And it's a story of a bunch of wicked people who basically gave God the middle finger and said, screw you, walk the other way. And God said, I'm still going to be gracious to you and I'm still going to pursue you. That's yep. the story of redemption. And somehow yeah. we've changed the story. Okay. Jesus. Jesus broke almost every cultural moral boundary by the people he interacted with yep. for mm-hmm. the sake of the gospel. Yeah. And he everything the culture said, this is morally wrong. This is wrong according to the law. <laughs> Jesus said, it's not. Yeah. It's not. You're going to heal on the Sabbath. You've misunderstood the Sabbath, you yep. idiots. It's not about the Sabbath. You're going to go hang out with those people. You know, yeah, yeah I'm going to hang out with those people because I came for this. I came for the people who are sick and not for the, yep. the so, lost and, so yeah. un- quote unquote righteous. Like mm-hmm. it's. Well, here's an interesting thing. St. Augustine, uh, who is famously Christian, right? He. <laughs> He didn't want to become a Christian because he liked sex and he didn't want to give up sex. So he put off becoming a Christian for a few years because he was like, I don't want to do that. So in his mind, coming to, to Christ meant here's the taboo. Here's the things that I can't do anymore. Now, I know what we're going to say. We're going to go, yeah, but he should quit doing that. But the point that we're making is there came a point, though, when he became so aware of who God was. Yeah that his desire was for God. Absolutely. And when his desire was for God and the gospel, it moved him away yep. from yep. the things that didn't reflect Christ. A, Quit making the rules about what's right and wrong and hold up Christ for things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of being a Christian culture that makes everything taboo, what if we were a Christian culture that made God accessible? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, it is uh, Jesus in the, in the book of John. Uh, if you love me, you'll follow my commandments. Right. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. Most people make it, okay, well, I got to prove to God that I love him. Right. Instead of starting at this place of love. Right. Starting at this place of, of knowing who Jesus is, seeing his love and responding in that yep. same love, yep. which responds in obedience, responds in such a way that has a life bent upon the yeah. gospel. I yeah. know Mormons and Muslims personally that are a lot more moral than a lot of Christians. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're all going to hell, not yeah. because they're moral right. or immoral, but because they haven't put faith in Jesus. Exactly. So if our if our standard is a list of do's and don'ts, then we're creating, not only is that a problem for us, it, we're creating a perspective, which is what you're saying, Ryan, that is false about the gospel. Right. Yeah. The uh, So just to give you guys some wrap-up closing thoughts to kind of bring it all home, unless you guys have anything to add, Ryan or Mike. No. To that. Um, yeah. The, your intentions may seem golden culturally, but if they're not bent upon Jesus then they're nothing mm-hmm. yeah. and they're worthless. Um, then all you're doing is pointing back to yourself and, and um, slowly, but surely I am becoming a real parent. So there's, uh, there's one, <laughs> I, get you a t-shirt. I know, right. I keep thinking about kind of the, the parent viewpoint of this conversation mm-hmm. and how there are like the, 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 the most, the greatest intentions of teaching certain rules and certain guidelines mm-hmm. and certain things to your children. Um, for for their sake, for their betterment, but without teaching it with the heart of Jesus, right. there's nothing. Well, you yep. and I, you and I had a conversation earlier about how yeah, you're approaching more. talking about dating with your boys, yeah, and how you kind of changed, you shifted along, oh, yeah. along those we, lines. We were dead set on not letting them date until after high school because we do feel like dating is towards marriage. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, 
what what's my biblical leg? Like, what am I standing on there? Like, yeah. how do I, how do I make that case biblically? And my goal with my kids is to have them honor Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, we went back to him recently, like just a couple months ago, and we just said, you know, look, you're too young to date right now, but but when you're old enough to date, we we'll be excited for you, mm-hmm. but you need to understand that the mindset is towards marriage, exactly. And and we would encourage you in wisdom to do this in a group and get to know people and fellowship with them and stuff like that, and that they would be people of the church or whatever. But like, like yeah. we're not going to forbid it, yeah, it, out of fear that they might make a poor choice. That's what it is. Yeah, most totally parents are scared is. of what their kids are going to do. Yeah. I get crap all the time. Yeah. I got teenage boys. I got crap all the time from people who I tell we don't. I don't make a list of rules for my boys of do's and don'ts. I never once said when you go to middle school, don't smoke weed. Yeah. They have friends that smoke weed. How many rules though would we be having to make? I know, like it'd but be so tired. Listen, I, I, this isn't an easy thing in conversation of parenting. And when you're a real parent someday, you'll understand. How it's <laughs> I will, not, I will. Not that easy. But it's, it's something I think that is crucial and important because if our kids don't grow up with the perspective that mm-hmm. Jesus is the most important thing, then who cares how good they do on the list? Exactly. My kids have messed up. Mm-hmm. But my my hope is that what they hear over and over and over from us is honor Jesus in everything you do. Let your yeah. entire yep. life's goal be for the glory of God and nothing else. And I think what will happen, though my my boys have put faith in Jesus, uh, still praying for Hayes. I think he understands it. It just hasn't, you know, yeah. I don't know where he's at. But my other three boys have. My hope for all my boys is that They'll grow up no matter what they do, no matter how many times they mess up going, but this has got to be for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. This yep. has got to be for yep. the glory of God. And listen, Absolutely. I don't hope this happens, but if my if my if one of my sons comes home one day and says, hey, I got this girl pregnant, I'm going to obviously be a little pissed, but I'm going to at the same time be like, we have to shift this now and let this be for the glory, you know, like mm-hmm. as a parent now, you know be what? for the glory of God. Um, these are great thoughts, Micah. And you need to bring these back up in our next podcast because our next podcast is touching on some of these things. What what do we do when a Christian fails? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Those Perfect. are really great. Yeah. So to to aid within the wrap-up as well, for you guys listening, they're more than likely within this conversation, it may be completely new to you and you are just learning and you're going along and you're having a good time watching or listening. You may have had a certain stance that we addressed and you are pissed off <laughs> and you've got things to say about it. Again, at Micah Mariano, get a hold of him. <laughs> uh, uh, and you also just might have more questions of just like, wow, I thought I was doing it right. Like I thought I had good intentions and you may kind of feel defeated. All that to say, we want to encourage you in all things, put the gospel at the forefront. Yep. And if you feel defeated, if you feel ticked, if you feel any sort of way, strive to lean upon Jesus and his grace yeah. and his understanding. And, and within that, yes, you may have done things quote unquote, uh, quote, quote, quote unquote, <laughs> I, uh, I was going to let it go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a way that you may now in light of this podcast, it may seem, Oh man, I really screwed up on this one or, Oh man, I was putting too many rules at the forefront or man, I was really hurt myself and my spouse or, and my children or, and my friends. But, all that can be wiped away. Like, yeah. praise God for the grace of Jesus. Yep. Praise God for the accomplishments of Jesus. You don't have to go out of your way to do endless apologies and endless corrections, but starting now with a heartbeat for Jesus, teach why why we handle dating a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, teach why we handle language a certain way, why we handle tobacco a certain way, why we handle um, life and relationships mm-hmm. and um, maybe getting a girl pregnant when you didn't mean to a certain way. <laughs> Why you handle these things a certain way through the lens of Jesus, yeah. not because of do's and don'ts and, and failures and accomplishments, but rather the gospel. Right. Yeah. Um, and in all that being said, Micah, do you have a simpler hack for us? I do. Week? Actually, can I tell you a story real quick on yeah. the same line? Yeah, so man. I was in Florida a few weeks ago. 
I'm preaching for a conference for a new Florida, ministry. Florida, um, Colorado, Pierce. We got to yeah, get on right. some of this World stuff, travel. man. You know what's funny is I bought a car this last year because I knew I was going to be traveling a lot, but all I've been doing is flying. So it's like, <laughs> why did I buy a car? Anyways, so I'm in Florida. I'm part of a new, or not a new ministry. I'm newly a part of a ministry called Eagles Wings Disc Golf. I'm in essence functioning now as the chaplain for the Disc Golf Pro Tour. I think I mentioned that. But I was speaking at their, their conference in Florida a few weeks ago and was visiting one of my buddies, Matt Johnson. Hey Matt, what's up, Matt? Hey Matt, and uh, was hanging out at Matt's one of Matt's businesses. He's a entrepreneur, and uh, he has um, uh, one of his suppliers for his business was is a Muslim guy. There's a lot of Muslims in his business, and so I'm getting to know this supplier. He's you know they're bringing in some supplies, and Matt and him are doing some business stuff, and I'm getting to know this this Muslim guy who's the who's basically a wholesaler. And uh, the guy tells us that that um, the night before he had had a bunch of people over and they'd roasted an entire lamb and they'd eaten the lamb. And he was telling us how good it was with honey, which I'd never even had lamb. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. So I'm thinking like conversationally, I'm not thinking cultural boundaries, like mm-hmm. cultural morals. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like you said roasted lamb. I'm a Filipino and we roast something too. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you know what we do? Filipinos, when we celebrate things like that, we roast a pig. And I'm talking oh, about, no. and I was like, yeah, we do it like on the, on <laughs> the And I was like, and I, I'm not thinking about the cultural boundary. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. The skin off that pig is just so good. And I'm just like going into detail. And he looks at me and goes, dude, I'm a Muslim. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, man. I totally forgot. So, but it's, it's kind of funny because they're, even in these other cultures, it's the same idea as yeah. like, you know, there's yeah. these boundaries. There's like the they taboo. can't participate. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, That's funny. Just a funny story about some of my travels. Simpler hack, I'd like to talk about stains today. Mm. Stains. Um, oh, stains. 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 I got three um, remedies, home remedies for you to deal with stains in three different situations. One is you're at a restaurant and, um, your child, when you become a real parent someday, actually yeah. squirts ketchup on your brand new pants. <laughs> um, and then you don't have anything to clean it with. One of the best things you can do in that moment is order some club soda mm. and, uh, put some club soda on the stain on your pants. And what it does is it causes the stain to rise to the surface and allows you to clean it off easier later. Oh, so at home, when you get home, same pair of pants. There's obviously a lot of stain deals you can mm-hmm. use, but if you My don't pants have anything, are always stained. <laughs> always stained. Um, you can actually use white vinegar um, to treat those pants, and you oh, can awesome. use them in the wash to uh, help clean the clothes. Um, second thing for stains is if you have a stain on the wall, this mm. is something I just learned about. You can actually use baby lotion to clean the stain oh, off the wall. That feels like that would make. It feels like a mess. I, a admittedly, I've never stain. tried it. I just found out about this, so I should probably have tried it before. Um, we could do it at your house. That's right. Yeah, here yeah. Since. So, yeah, deal with stains, huh. either club soda, vinegar, White vinegar, and then baby lotion for the walls. And if you mix them all together, <laughs> it's, it's a super, it's a super stain cleaner. <laughs> do not do that. So I ordered, awesome. uh, I ordered weatherproof mats for my new vehicle and Man, I set the two wall. new vehicles I know, world right? like what well, I'm doing new. something wrong over here <laughs> I, I, I should have s- said I got a older car <laughs> but new to me I leaned the box against the wall for two days and we got home from our anniversary oh, trip no. and there's like these just black smudges and I have no idea what they are so baby lotion I'll be tossing that up hashtag simpler hack and if you guys use it, why? That sounds vinegar? like a situation where you might just have to repaint. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, it's gonna be lotion on it before. <laughs> Anything to avoid painting. I just 
Anyway. Then you'll be like, Michael, why is this paint not working yes. in this spot? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I need to make the super cleaner. Uh, yes. <laughs> vinegar and lotion and baby lotion. Uh, so anyway, if you guys use these hacks and they work for you, you're in the restaurant, you got ketchup on your pants, snap a pic, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag simpler hack, uh, take a picture of your real child and <laughs> boast about being a real parent, all that fun stuff. Uh, uh, so speaking of fun stuff, Steven's back there. Hey, Steven. So we, Steven. Hey, Steven. Okay. We're here at the Garden Audio. This beautiful surroundings, these well lit room is uh, all thank you to Stephen Yarbrough. So at Stephen the Garden and I Audio, fish today. Oh and yeah, caught zero, zero, caught zero fish. So brutal. show some love to Stephen, but also yeah. mock him because man, he come on, catch just catch some fish. Dang. We had Steven. that one episode where you guys are bragging about being fishermen. I know. Last time I went with Stephen, I caught an eight pound bass, and this time nothing. Man. Man. Yeah, you hoarded it all for yourself, didn't you? That's it. That's right. <laughs> so check out Steven. Check out what he's going on at the Garden Audio. I know you wrapped up, wrapped up a pretty big project somewhat recently. Or wrapped up. You're getting closer to wrapping yeah, up. Like yeah. One or two more days. That's right. So uh, so go check out what he's working on. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty great. Uh, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and follow wherever you are. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe. Get those notifications. Get those little bells whatever you have to tap on your app to get that going to know when we got new episodes. We got new right. episodes every other week, every right. other Tuesday. We're coming at you. We're making it happen. Uh, and if you don't have any of those things, you know what? You got a browser somewhere, a web browser. You got a local library. Go to anchor.fm slash simpler and you'll find all the things there. Follow us at Simpler Pod. And as always, keep Christ as core. What could be simpler than that? Nailed we'll it. see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Nailed it, Pierce. I think that was the first time I got everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>